Hi everybody and welcome to Letterbox Book Club. I am Mackenzie. And I'm Claire. And today we will be discussing Good Girl Complex by L. Kennedy. Now, I shall read the blurb, which I wish I had read to begin with. <laughs> <laughs> Mackenzie Mac Cabot is a people. I say Cabot, by the way. I say Cabot. Oh, shit. Okay. I'm going to say it by the way for the blurb. <laughs> Sorry. She does everything right, so what could go wrong? Mackenzie Mac Cabot is a people pleaser. It's exhausting, really, always following the rules. Mac has dreams of her own, but to please her parents, she moves to the beachside town of Avalon Bay to get her college degree. 20 year old Mac has had plenty of practice suppressing her wilder impulses. But when she meets local bad boy Cooper Hartley, that ability is suddenly tested. Cooper is rough around the edges, raw, candid, a threat to her ordered existence. Their friendship soon becomes the realest thing in her life. Despite disdain for the trust fund kids he sees coming and going from his town, Cooper soon realises Mac isn't just another rich clone and falls for her, hard. But as Mac finally starts feeling accepted by Cooper and his friends, the secret he's been keeping from her threatens the only place she's ever felt at home. I love one of the quotes on the bottom is like, impossible to put down. And I'm like, I was back and forth picking it up and putting it down all weekend. (laughs) What do you mean? (laughs) It's just my opinion. I picked it up and finished it. Because yeah. I didn't want to continue reading it on any other <laughs> time. I was like, if I'm doing it, I'm doing it now. <laughs> That's fair enough, yeah. yeah. So everyone, we hope that this, that gives you a little bit of an idea. <laughs> I'll start with when Claire, no, I was talking to Claire and I said, I mentioned that I'd finished the book. And Claire asked me, how was the book? And I simply said, well, it's a book. <laughs> and I think... We've read a lot of books. I've read a lot of books in my life. We've read a lot of books for the podcast. And I think that this is the first time that I would not recommend this book to anyone. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. I I mean, I agree. Yeah, damn. (laughs) And I was reading um, Goodreads the other day about it and all the different reviews. Um, And a lot of the reviews were like, do not recommend. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, no. Anyway, so I'd like to begin with, has anyone ever seen, heard of, read After? I've obviously, I've heard of it, yes. <laughs> yes, well done. Uh, this is After. <laughs> <laughs> really? To a T? Yeah. Oh, Essentially, no. bad boy wants to, like, teach good girl a lesson or whatever, places bet with friends to fall in love, but, uh... then, but then when she falls for him, he's going to break her heart. Right, right. But this is just minus Harry Styles. <laughs> All the controversy. <laughs> I mean, yeah. And I have issues with After. I have a lot of issues with After. I won't go into it. But if I'm put in a position where I'm recommending After <laughs> above this, there's something wrong. So this is nothing against L. Kennedy. L. Kennedy has written a bunch of great books. I just don't know what went wrong here. And I don't know because I'm sure there are a lot of books with similar plot lines, etc. But how does someone read this and not go, hey, you know what? This is after. Or I think I've read something similar before. Like, it seems very ultimate cliche after ultimate cliche. Uh-huh. It's very, like, menial themes and menial dialogue and menial plot. Going into it. With, like, Mackenzie being... And this is really hard because her name is the same name as me. And I was like, I'm going to relate to this so hard. Anyway. (laughs) With her being, like, this people pleaser. And, like, she just wants to do her own thing. But, like, she's rich. But, like, she doesn't want to be rich or whatever. Like, she just wants to break away from that lifestyle of, like, her parents telling her what to do. And I was like, great. She's going to be an everyman. I hate her. (laughs) Do not relate. Fair enough, fair enough. Yeah. Yeah, I think... Some aspects of her personality kind of come out of nowhere. Like, she's, like, two different people with her family and then with Cooper and his family. Yeah. But we'll get into that later. So I suppose that's your thoughts, feelings, emotions, Kenzie? Yeah, Do you have a little bit more to add on? No, sorry, that's all. I'm just getting angry. (laughs) That's okay. (laughs) I love it. Yeah, this is the first book, yeah, I really kind of... Again, yeah, I was picking it up and putting it down because I'm like, I don't want to finish it, but, like, I have to finish it by nature now. Yeah. 
gave me, as I said to you, it's very like rich v poor cliche, like yeah. oh, it's, it's them against us type of mentality. Um, although I've never seen Outer Banks, I've seen like clips of the aesthetic and stuff, and it gave me Outer Banks beach aesthetic. Yeah, and I know I've said to you as well, but it also reminds me of uh, the summer I turned pretty. Ah, uh, really? Just yeah, like... just in like the two brothers. Not that they both want her in this book, but like there's two brothers and then there's a girl, and then it's at a beach. It seems like it's the only way for the beach townies to get like good plot is to just have bad boys turn yeah. <laughs> good girls into onto their side. Like, but yeah, look, not my favorite book in the world. I probably wouldn't wouldn't recommend it either. Um, but like I've just I've always seen this book front and center in like you know Target, Big W, Dimmicks, all that type of stuff. So obviously there was that compulsion to be like, oh, it's you know yeah, that's pretty the good. Thing. Like there's usually we do do a lot of <laughs> do do we do read a lot of TikTok recommended books, and usually they smack and they're really good. I don't think I've seen this one on TikTok, but I've I seen have. this one like just front and center. Oh, on... yeah, and yeah, this has been front and center in book displays. Yeah. But I just think because the author is a good author mm. in general. Yeah. But yeah. Everyone's allowed to have, like, you know, one poor performance. Yeah. Perhaps this one can be it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's my thoughts, feelings, emotions as well. Done. <laughs> so, start of the book. Mackenzie moves into her college dorm. Yep. And straight away, her roommate, who I forgot the name of, Bonnie. Bonnie. There we go. That's how relevant she the was. S- Southern Belle. Hey, yeah. I quite liked Bonnie. Bonnie. <laughs> Bonnie gave a bit of spark. She did. I reckon. But was she not just a vessel to allow, like, I know, okay, we're going to get into it. There's a lot of, like, uh, criticism surrounding the whole cheating. Mackenzie cheated on her boyfriend straight away with Cooper or whatever before she even knew that Preston was cheating on her. And yeah, like it, st- it started out as an emotional affair, then turned into a fair affair. But, uh, nope, because she didn't sleep with him until it was confirmed by Preston that he was cheating. Yep. Okay, forgiven. But also, Bonnie was just rooting for her the whole time. Just the so, enabler? Yeah, the enabler. She was just a vessel for them to get together. I mean, I'm all for that. If you want to do what you want to do, sure. But surely there has to be some sort of middle ground where she goes, hey, I mean, it's not the greatest, but if you're going to do it anyway, go ahead. But I suppose it doesn't help with, like, Preston's friends, girlfriends as well, having that mentality of, like, oh, it's just extracurricular idea. So, like, she's just surrounded with this thing that cheating is actually, like, not the most... Yeah, like, your wife material, so you're going to be with him forever, but... Yeah, yeah, it's okay if he dabbles. Yeah. Which is so weird, and I'm sure it does happen in rich society. Perhaps, yeah, because they can get away with it, and people want those connections and networking yeah. and all that. Um, but yeah, I just think I it's mean, such Prince a William good... gets his pegging somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> it was only a matter of time before you'd brought that up on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Haven't seen this version of Red, White, and Raw Blue. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, yeah, I just think, yeah, a lot of, like, the plot lines and all the character ideologies and motivations just seems too juvenile and immature for it to actually be, like, gut-wrenching. Because I just thought, this is so stupid. Yeah. Like, the whole, even, like, the plan of Cooper and his friends. Oh, we've got to get together with Mac. But, like, Mac had done nothing personally wrong to them. Like, why is she the one that's going to inevitably suffer? Yeah, it was just because her boyfriend is an asshole. Yeah, it's like, just take it out on the boyfriend, just... Just, just punch the boyfriend. Yeah. yeah, just fight Preston and be done with it. But no, it had to take the peacocking and the pissing contest a little too far. Mm-hmm. The only thing that this book is lacking at this point is a pregnancy trope. <laughs> For sure. Hey, I, I wouldn't think too far ahead. Maybe if there was ever like a novella, like yeah. I reckon she'd be pregnant. She'd definitely be pregnant. But no, I don't know. I quite liked Bonnie. But now that you pointed out her enabling behavior about the, yeah, oh, it doesn't, doesn't bother me type of thing. Mm. And then she, like, disappeared for most of the book until she had to be, like, pushed again to get the gossip about Cooper. But anyway. Yep. I also really dislike... And that happens in After, and it's one of the things I hate about After as well, is that they fight, and they make up, and then they fight, and then they make up. Over stupid menial shit. And then they fight, and then they make up. And it's like, just communicate. Get your shit together. Yeah. Yeah, they have, yeah, a lot of useless fights... Like, I know they fight over when Cooper's mum arrives 
And that's just C- Cooper was stupid and irrational. And they fought when Mackenzie went to go and fix the roof. Oh, yep. And they fought when, uh, obviously, she found out the truth. Yeah, I saw a good thing about when she went to fix the roof because he's just been treating her like, you know, a girlfriend up until this point or whatever. And then suddenly, as soon as she's his or whatever, actually his, and then she puts herself in the slightest bit of danger, um, he treats her like a child. I have, yeah, thoughts about the whole hurricane refixing scene. But uh-huh. yeah, if, if you want to continue your thing first. No, that was my only thing. Yeah, in, the, in that moment when he was telling her to go home or, or you know, get go to the car or whatever, I just thought, you're literally Preston right now. Yeah. Like, that's what I thought. And I'm like... See, yeah. and it's the weirdly super possessiveness after the fact of, you know, declaring the girlfriend thing. And just, I found so many little trivial things um when she fixed the roof and then they were fighting and she put her hands on her hips and her blanket that was around her dropped and she's like oh i realized i was standing there in my bra in hot pink panties or something along those lines and then with her peanut butter oh it's organic peanut butter and cooper's annoyed and is just saying who buys like why is the water on here who buys this type of peanut butter I suppose trying to add dom- domesticity to it, and it's probably just over silly things. It's like just, that. It just feels so fanficy. Yeah, I get that. Which is why, but- have you put the plot, the uh, the script of After into an AI? <laughs> this is the book that got yeah, out. Yeah, <laughs> it just said rewrite. <laughs> oh, no. You put the script of Outer Banks After and The Summer I Turn Pretty into an AI. Kenzie, that's mean. <laughs> but hey, tell us how you feel. I'm sorry, it just it wasn't a good book. Yeah, that's okay, that's okay. <laughs> and I love books and I'm very upset. Oh. <laughs> Don't worry, we're soon going to be getting into other series, which I'm sure you're going to enjoy much more than this. Yeah. This is just like a palate cleanser. That's okay. But yeah, again, with the refixing scene real quick. That skill and ability I felt came out of nowhere and then yes. we learned after the fact. It's like, oh, I built sets in for extracurricular activity. It's like, oh, yeah. all right, wow. Yeah, and it's you weren't actually a theatre kid. You probably did that to get extra credit for your college applications. <laughs> what a nerd. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but like even leading up to that, like she no showed no sign of like ability to have those sort of like construction skills Mm. or anything like that or not even like i'm sure she and cooper could have had better conversation about his like furniture flipping yeah i was going to say i would have liked a little scene maybe a couple of chapters before where he's building something and she offers to help him and he would have been apprehensive about letting her and then she would have been able to show off her skills and then she could have had that conversation oh I built sets in high school and then so when she does that you think back you're like oh that's right she built sets in high school she has that ability yeah she's not just pretty with a website yeah there is layers (laughs) boyfriend fails and girlfriend fails yeah like damn I did enjoy, that was one thing that I enjoyed was the fact that she had built and then now manages these two websites because uh, everything's easy when you're rich, as we know. So I didn't want the book to rely on that trope and when she decided to buy the hotel, I didn't want it to be because of her family money and even Cooper brings it up saying, oh, how much did that take out of your trust fund? But then, yeah, no, the fact that she had worked and built her own money. Gaslight, gatekeeper, girl boss. She (laughs) girl bossed that website. And honestly, that's probably the only best thing about her is that she was able to do that and, like, hold her own in high school. And And also, as you were saying, but why was it a hotel? (laughs) Yeah, like, the the hotel buying was, like, a random thing, I felt, as well. Um, Although she was saying how, like, you know, she's trying to find more of a drive and a more of a challenge because it's just a website. But I would have liked to, you know, what would have been good? See, this is why we should write a book, Claire. <laughs> so I wished that the bar that 
Cooper previously worked at maybe was a bit run down or whatever and then the owner was considering oh this is the last summer boys I'm gonna have to sell or something and then she buys the bar right like let's loop it all back in people yeah, because, like, ultimately, they do nothing with the hotel. They just do a lot of talking. But in the end, when, when Cooper and Evan become partners with his uncle, the business or whatever, like, it, they're now contracted yeah. to help with the and hotel, again, but there's nothing. That's also thrown into the book where Cooper is working at the bar and then suddenly, oh, no, we work with my uncle as well. Well, I mean, because he got fired, Kenzie. <laughs> I know, but still, that seemed like it had been a long-standing thing. Yeah, it was under the impression that was his soul job work sole job which also would have made it more significant if he got fired because oh no he has no income but you have a whole other nine to five gig and then you got your hobby your furniture flipping which would have done well yes i feel like sometimes when you have the whiteboard you don't have to add everything that's on the whiteboard yeah that's what i felt like a lot of things just seem to happen with no real like reconciliation almost yeah because like even with um his mum returning, Shelley, like I thought this is so random. Like we've heard about her. I'm happy to her for her being off screen and yeah. hearing the off screen anecdotes or whatever. But then she came back and I'm like, oh, and like we're at the last almost probably 50 pages or 100 pages of the book, and I'm like, huh, wh- why is she suddenly here? Yeah, and I get oh she stole the money or whatever. But again, that's resolved so quickly, and it just causes another menial fight. Yeah, and why couldn't? That because they have this whole, uh, what is the word I'm looking for? This whole thing with, I'm just going to say thing. This whole thing with the clones, the rich kids. Why couldn't that have been part of a prank war? And then someone's like, no, nah, bro, it's gone too far this time. And like, they stole his money. Yeah, right. I understand. Yeah. yeah. Their sentiment, I guess, towards the clones. I don't know. I just don't like the way they call them clones. I, I know. know. <laughs> <laughs> but I loved it also when just Mackenzie popped off at him after the whole because he was taking all the yeah microaggressions towards all the clones out on her and she yeah. hasn't done anything wrong to him but obviously he feels proud because he doesn't want to feel like a charity case when she offers to give him the 12 grand yeah I feel like Mackenzie didn't have to forgive him yeah yeah that feels um I just watched um 50 shades darker the other day okay. <laughs> as I did love, love that, love that and, uh, <laughs> Thank you. Um, and Christian bought Anna a car and then sold her old car against without her permission, first of all. Anyway. I'm sure the documents wasn't even in his name for that yeah, car. Yeah, exactly. And he got $24,000 for it. Jesus. Which, and it was a shit car anyway. But anyway, so he gave her a check and she ripped it up because she, I don't know why. Anyway, she's like, I don't need your charity or whatever. And then uh, he calls his bank and just says can you please deposit twenty four thousand dollars into anastasia steel's account please <laughs> it's a, it feels very much like and then she gives it to charity anyway but that's besides the point it felt like that when she i can just give you 12 grand do you think that's the thing with writing books with rich people like that's the only storyline or bit of angst the poorer person feels against the rich like i'm not a charity case stop giving me money blah blah yeah blah. yeah I suppose because there, there's other, no real other way to go about it unless we do that in our book, Kenzie. <laughs> Find another way. Yeah. <laughs> when, and when I, don't, I don't care if the rich person wants to give the not rich person money, but I don't enjoy when it's made a big deal out of because you can just anonymously deposit money into their account. Probably, yeah. Yeah. But then he'd still know it was her in this situation. Just do it slowly. Slowly, like, just, in, like in small increments. increments. Yeah. <laughs> Bank error in your favor. Collect at fifty dollars. <laughs> God damn it! All right, I have a question for you because this has been plaguing me since yes. reading the book. Is Cooper Hartley a bona fide bad boy? <laughs> no, he builds in this furniture. essay. I will. No, he's not a bad boy. He I builds hated... furniture in his garage. He's a soft boy. What a loser. <laughs> I mean, it's hot, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wouldn't say he's a but... bad boy. And what yeah. classifies a bad boy, you know? Yeah, exactly. I think in these types of books, it's the tattoos and the promiscuous activity. But like, that doesn't but he, bad is boy. he even that promiscuous? Oh, they are oh, just all the background talk from background characters and anecdotes is like, oh, he slept around a lot and all that type of stuff. But even Evan. True. 
Um, but like, all right, I feel like in terms of fiction characteristics, tattoos and yes, yeah, sleeping around would be the definition of a bad boy. Yeah. But um, if anything, Evan is more of a bad boy because he actually gets in fights. Yeah, exactly. And, and he like yeah has a bit of an attitude, an actual attitude. Yeah. And he yeah has that attitude towards Mackenzie that you would think that Cooper would have. But I said Cooper's out here calling her princess. Yeah. Prince, I don't. I just don't like it. When, I like, hate princess. It's, it's, it's I hate. Typical... <laughs> yeah, I know. I it's 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 what the poor ki- the poor character says. And that's the only character. because I once had a boyfriend who called me princess. Ew. Oh no. Fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. Sorry. I'm calling myself out. Everyone who knows me who listens. Back to like say the Fifty Shades of Grey switch, like where the man is the rich guy. You don't call him prince. Yeah. Exactly. In a condescending way. Yeah. But yeah, nah, don't like me. Yeah, so yeah, Cooper, a bad boy, no. Because yeah, he builds furniture, he has a stable income, stable job, he helps his family. Yeah. Um, he's keeping Evan in line. Like, he's good. Like, he doesn't go to jail, he doesn't cause much drama. The only drama he caused was when he was, like, trying to... Was when um Preston was in the beginning of the book. They had that incident. But then he was just protecting his friend. He was just protecting Steph from being, like, groped. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's not bad boy behaviour. Yeah. <laughs> He's not in trouble with the police all the time. He doesn't have warrants out on him. He is not a bad... He doesn't drive a motorcycle. He drives a, a truck. That's not bad boy behaviour. Come on. Yeah. But Evan, on the other hand, yeah, he's trying to, like, pull shark all the rich kids out of their money, which is fair enough. And, like, but, like, he's getting into fights. He's drinking. He has a sour attitude. Mm. Cooper Hartley, not a bad boy. Also, on the cover, real quick... I presume Cooper swimming in the ocean. His anchor tattoo is on the back of his shoulder, but in the book, it's more at the back of his neck. Yes. So, continuity error? Hello? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Also, I hate anchor tattoos with a passion just because I know someone. Oh. Okay. Do they listen to this podcast? I doubt it. I know someone with an anchor tattoo, and it says, I refuse to sink. But that's what anchors are for. They're exactly, exactly. And, and so many people get them for that. Like, yeah, it's like to symbolize it. Like, I'm not going to be held down. And it's like, yeah, but like, that's what anchors do, bro. Yeah, that's the point. They keep you in place. They keep you grounded. Yeah, look, yeah, I don't know. Anchor tattoos. I suppose it depends on, yeah, the meaning you take of it. But yeah, if it's that type of meaning, no. Yeah. But if, it, if it's more like, oh, it keeps me grounded, like in a literal sense almost, then sure, go for it. Yeah. But I suppose anchors can be a cool aesthetic as well. Just like as an art piece. Be pretty cool. But yeah, I, like as, as soon as I read that part and then I looked at the book, I'm like, that anchor is not behind your neck, sir. What do you mean? Also, another th- thing that I was annoyed. Um, Actually, before I get into that, of course, throughout the book, uh, Mac Mackenzie is trying to like fit in Cooper's world and fit in amongst his friends and his pals and of course we're going to talk about her relationship with Preston and her family maybe a little bit later but right now it's just so funny where she's like all right I'm trying to um, develop a relationship with Alana, Steph, Heidi, blah 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 and obviously they're not having a bar of her yes but then obviously the hurricane incident happens oh she saved our lives let's be besties all right done Evan a pissy little bitch towards her because He's very defensive about Cooper losing his job to Preston. And yes. he has it out for this girl for no fucking reason. Pathetic. Anyway. Suddenly, I think after when she moves in, like, they become a little bit... Well, obviously, Cooper tells him to ease off. Yeah. Then he's like, next step. Oh, I've had a fight. Come pick me up. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm alone in the dark. It's like, dude. Yeah. Also, just that scene with the group of guys walking past had me on my edge because uh, I'm like, oh, oh, no. It was giving the vibes. Yeah, bad vibes. Yeah, but lucky nothing came of it. L. Kennedy, if you did one thing right, it was that in this book. Also, I understand the whole uh, needing the situation for the bet to take place kind of thing or whatever. But at what point when you're talking about, oh, you and they were talking about Preston. Preston's not that kind of guy or whatever. One, is there not CCTV? Or two, just say, you know what? Your boyfriend is a bit of an asshole because he got me fired. And I felt like she would have had even more... Uh, feeling towards yeah Cooper at that point to apologize for her ex I guess at that point or whatever mm. um 
to be like, oh my god, I can't believe he got you fired. He is an asshole. Blah, blah, blah. I have seen the light. Yeah. And that's the thing too. He did have kind of an ample opportunity to come clean after the fact. Yeah. And then after uh, Cooper tells her, oh, you know, your boyfriend's been fucking around on you for the last two years or whatever while he's been at college. Um, also, was he at college and she was still in high school? Um, that's grooming. Red flag. Red flag. Yeah. Red flag. <laughs> red flag. Yeah. Not amongst the rich, apparently. Yeah, apparently. When you're picked at birth and paired off. Anyway, why if... Cooper says that, and at this point he has no, you assume he has no ulterior motive. Why do you not believe that? Mm. Oh, he's just saying it to upset me. Even after the conversation with the other rich girls and Seb or whoever was doing his extracurricular activities. After you've had that whole conversation, oh no, he's not like that, he loves me. And then you talk about how you have the most boring sex ever. Yeah, because he's having the kinky sex with someone else. Yeah. (laughs) Honestly, yeah, when they say this chick is, like, gullible, but I don't like the word gullible because these are strangers to her, and if someone told me something off face value about themselves, like, I'd believe them, to be honest. Because I have no reason not to. I uh, like to go through the French judicial system, which is guilty until proven innocent. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. yep. And that is how I live my life. (laughs) I love that. So no one do wrong in Kenzie's eyes, or at least try to get away with it. Fair enough. (laughs) bet <laughs> but yeah like yeah these people were super harsh on this girl for no reason like it's not her fault yeah that's what that's kind of like a sad thing about it too like she got the shitty end of all the sticks in all the areas yeah like, she got the shitty end from preston she got the shitty end from her family from these like jealous girls as well but yeah like i thought cooper was gonna get away with it with the not telling her the truth at all as soon as they like scooched past that i'm like what what the fuck how is this gonna come around again but then i knew heidi was sus heidi was my girl in this instance she was gonna be a bitch yeah and yeah ample opportunity to to come clean after the fact and and that she admitted to kind of cheating by kissing cooper before it was revealed that like preston was cheating on her was kind of weird it was a weird kind of guilt trippy way yeah because i I thought preston was gonna turn around and be like oh well you kissed cooper so i'll do this yes as well but that didn't actually quite happen yeah it was weird i don't know the resolution of all this conflict didn't seem to execute did Um, she kiss cooper before yes she did yeah i mean i can forgive a kiss i love i would i would like more platonic kissing in life (laughs) um i knew it wasn't platonic in the book but i'm just saying i can forgive a kiss (laughs) okay fair enough yeah yeah i want to talk about like heidi's like Oh, interaction, interaction with what? Why is it? Oh my god! There's always the girl who's like, no, he's mine because we slept together a couple of times and then we didn't. And I understand that. And then when she says at the end, you know, oh, we were fucking around or whatever, and then you didn't say anything, and then suddenly you're with this other girl. Fair. Don't be a dick. Communicate. I've got stuff to tell you after the podcast. But anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, and I've, yeah, and in real life, and I tell this to a lot of people, and Spatula, if you're listening, I know we had this conversation last night, but literally just communicate with people. Just say, hey, this isn't working for me anymore or whatever, blah, blah, blah. I'm really sorry if this hurts you. I can understand if you want some time apart, but this is what it is for me, blah, blah, blah. But then also, why would she still want to, like, if she holds such resentment towards Cooper, why maintain Because he is so hot, Claire. Yeah. <laughs> His dick must be that good, you know? Yeah, so good. Um, but, yeah, like, she holds all that resentment and then takes it out on Mac or just uses it in order to drive a wedge. But, like, if he never really talked to her or defined her, their sort of relationship when they were together, like, what was going to make him speak to her now that Mac was there like exactly he's completely on the other side my friend like leave him be but then the whole revelation that she was talking to Evan because they switch sometimes you know I thought then what was the point unless that was a joke and I completely missed it when Heidi was talking to Cooper and they say that uh, it was Evan because they switched or something yeah they they pretend to be each other like now I don't know if that was actually what happened I'm gonna assume so hmm because, like, she had, you know, they she pulled her heart out and then Evan's just, like, playing along. Yeah. Like, that's I, shit. Just, What's the point? I know. I, 
at some point, I don't know, they're like, don't tell her, we're never going to tell her, blah, blah, blah. But the opportunity came up for him to tell her. And you know what? She would have been pissed. I would have been pissed if he had just told the truth. You know, oh, it started as a bet. We wanted to get back at Preston, blah, blah, blah. But then just explain. Yeah. But you know what? I fell for you. I think that, that I think it, he did do a bit of that type of groveling after the fact because she didn't allow him to talk to her, which is which is fair. Like, I'd be pissed too. Yeah. And, like, Mac has valid points. Like, yeah, his friends have been nothing but presenting microaggressions, like, as if microaggressions is a real discriminatory term yeah. for rich people, but anyway, yeah. towards her. And, like, yeah, she felt so unwelcomed and all that. And, like, they all knew the ulterior motive. And, like, yeah, it would have been such an uncomfortable place. And, like, good on her for, like, lashing out. That was kind of my favourite aspects from the book is, like, her, you know, kind of having her mouth and, like, lashing out when she needed to defend herself. Like, mm. that girl, phew, she could stick up for herself for sure. She doesn't need a beach town boyfriend to teach her to do that. But, yeah, and, yeah, those resolutions came by quickly and everyone lived happily ever after and the hotel is still, to this day, 84 years later, being renovated. Like, oh I was expecting, God. I was expecting, like, a grand opening or maybe Preston gets pissed and burns it to the ground or something like that. Like, you know what, Kenzie, we should definitely write a book. <laughs> yes, we should. And, you know, oh, I, you know what would have been easier? Buy the hotel, knock it down, start again, name it something like, I don't know, Hartley's. You know, that's cute after Cooper and stuff, but... God. Uh, I think the, the original deal was that they could knock it down and put a sky rise on it. Nothing about knocking it down and starting fresh. Exactly. She Yeah, she just said don't put a sky rise or whatever. And isn't... Right. Because Cooper and the, all the beach townies, they're all like, you know, we don't like rich people impeding on our space, but you're like, you'll allow this rich girl who has never been here before her entire life buy an ancient building. And you'll allow them to come in every summer and inject cash into your town and businesses, which is what beach towns are. And you know what? We appreciate the tourists. When I was growing up, I hated it, but we appreciate it because it gives us some money. Exactly. And like, and like, she pretty much did, you know, something that like they're all kind of completely against, essentially, and like they're okay with it as well. But I mean, girl boss, buy your hotel. It was random, but like, girl boss. Oh, yeah, I just the hotel is too random for me. It should have been a bar. Yeah, or yeah, maybe something else. Maybe she doesn't have to buy anything. Maybe start a new website or a new app. Yeah. So, something. Yeah, surrounding. Why couldn't she have beach- made yeah like a nice website for Cooper? Like a tourism app. Yeah, or a res- dog rescue app. Yeah, dog rescue. That would have been cool. How did you feel about the dog rescue scene? I, I, I understand. We're, we're a little bit in and out of order, yeah. but I don't care. We're, we're riled up. <laughs> a dog is a surrogate for a child. A dog is a what? Surrogate for a child. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so that's where the pregnancy trope would have been. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I just... It was cute. It was unnecessary. Again, I feel like there were too many ideas on the whiteboard and they all got chucked in. And then because, of course, then they would have had to have fight and she took the dog and he's like, I miss my dog and my girl. I miss my girls. Like, Yeah, it's one of those things. It's like that grumpy father trope who never wanted, to do- wanted the dog but loves the dog. But yeah, I think it's the thing as well, like, especially in real life, tourists don't listen to local folks in terms of like beach etiquette and when, yeah. like, the beach conditions <clears throat> so i guess it's like one of those instances where he's like you know you're not supposed to be on the rocks at this time or at this tide so that's kind of fair enough like she did do something stupid but like he's a bit of a prick for not wanting to save the dog i feel like any other man would have wanted to try and save the dog regardless yeah. if like a woman wanted to yeah but he was hell-bent on being like, no, I'm not putting myself in danger. Maybe that's the only bad boy part about him. It's like he would have let the dog die, and that's sad. In there, just for the sake of, I suppose, coming together Yeah. in a way. Yeah. But I mean, could, I don't know, she could have been wearing a hat. <laughs> and it could have been a sentimental hat. Got flown into the water. And the hat flew into the water. And he went and retrieved her hat. I mean, did it have to be a living it's like, creature? It's like, it's like <laughs> dropping the handkerchief thing. Yeah. <laughs> she could have been wearing a nice neck scarf. She could have dropped her bracelet. Exactly. Alrighty, perhaps we can talk about Mac and her relationship with Prestion, with the douchebag bro. Knowing that his intentions towards Mac were because of his whole cheating history was very sleazy he was quite nice to her when she was you know the subordinate the subordinate girlfriend almost i mean he did take them out for lunch 
<laughs> I mean, it's nice, but like again, <laughs> ulterior motives, I guess. Yes. Yeah, he is just a just a prick, and it's so weird how like it was so easy for him to get Cooper fired as well. I was like, oh, my dad's a rich bank guy, mm-hmm. handles conveniently handles the loans of this bar or whatever. One call could ruin the entire business. I don't like that power. Yes. But I'm sure it happens in real life. I'm sure there are those people. Those people. <laughs> Eat the rich. Um, and yeah, just like as soon as Mac or he mentioned to her about the silly little app, I knew that was going to be an issue yeah. from the get-go. Yeah. Even like her family, do they are they not aware that she makes bank off that website? I don't think like, so. Do they think do they think she's just a dumb little it's like a, a Tiwi Tihi Tumblr account or something? Like, come on. <gasps> Tee hee. And also Ooh. she's an adult. Imagine oh, I mean, I can't talk. But like oh yeah, you can take a gap and like what did they think when she took a gap year and survived off the money that she was making on this website? I suppose they went around so they didn't know. Yeah. I was waiting for... Oh, did they threaten to cut her off? Yes. Yeah. I was waiting for that. That's always a trope. Yeah. We'll Every cut you off. And she's like, fine, because she has her own money. Yeah, exactly. And usually they don't have their own money. So like, oh, fuck, but she had her own money. Okay, but if you're living off of... Say you're a rich kid living off your rich parents and they give you, say, an allowance, aren't you not tucking it away elsewhere? Yeah, are so you if they do cut you not, off? Or at least are you not tucking away 25% of that? Yeah, you know, 50, 30, 20 or whatever yeah. the ratio Or you know what? Get a credit card, max it out by taking cash out and just holding on to that cash. Yeah, like, come on. I suppose the rich folks, they don't think that yeah. far ahead. Like, they don't think that folk. mummy and daddy will ever cut them off. I've seen a TikTok where, like, a rich kid goes off on his dad for, like, not giving him money or something. Oh, it's so embarrassing, but it's real. It's real. <laughs> oh, no. It was, like, this Italian guy, I think. I don't know. Um, But, yeah, oh, it was just embarrassing. He was having a temper tantrum because daddy didn't give him any money. Far out. Lol. But yeah, back to Mac's parents real quick. They want her to be like a part. I suppose. I suppose they also wanted her to be the wifey material to not be like the independent girl boss that she actually is. So like that's why they didn't like the fact that she was like running a successful website or didn't really realize it was successful. Yeah. Yeah. I was gonna say that as well. Yeah. Her mum was probably just like, no, this is what I did. I was a kept woman, and therefore so you shall be. You shall be. Yeah. You don't need to. Ma- you don't need to make your own money because Preston will look after you forever. Yeah. No, I don't like that. It's it's simultaneously a progressive book, but it's kind of like held back a bit as well. <laughs> it makes me think women don't deserve rights sometimes. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, it's okay, I love that. <laughs> yeah, look, the parents really irritated me and they really... It sounds very... I don't know. It sounds unreasonable. It doesn't sound like what a real parent would say but like maybe i'm just i've never had that experience yeah i know i can't imagine that oh, it would i think it would make more sense if her parents like her dad was in business with preston's dad or something but i can't imagine my parents ever being like no you will not see another person you'll come back and you'll be with him and you'll marry this man like yeah like no dude like no one is that in charge of your life yeah i feel like but I suppose there could be absolute toxic relationships with parents and, like, where you do feel like a, like a slave or a prisoner. Mm. I'm sure there are people out there like that, and I'm so sorry. But, yeah, I just, I don't know. In this book, it just doesn't feel right. And, like, the whole, like, when she storms out at dinner, it's like, oh, you're embarrassing me. It's like, what do you mean? Yeah. No one's paying attention to you. <laughs> what are yeah. you talking about? <laughs> it's not like there's paparazzi or, like, the opposing campaign trail or whatever taking photos of you to use it against you Mm. like nothing ever came of that fight yeah and then she still continues to have a relationship anyway but that's on her (laughs) yeah preston whiny little bitch also pulled the whole you embarrass me you have to apologize to my parents as well like what the fuck no she doesn't need to apologize to his parents maybe it's just like rich people etiquette you only apologize to the people that you hurt no, sometimes um, you just don't need to apologise to people. Or, or you don't need to <laughs> apologise, yeah. And I feel like it took so long for her to reveal the Boyfriend Fails website to Cooper as well. Not that she really needed to, but like I feel like that revelation would have come a bit sooner. But then it would then it would probably definitely mean he was only in it, into her for like her money and stuff. 
Yeah. Which I, I also hate that, like, opposing idea towards, like, you know, poor character in, meets rich character. Oh, you're really in it for their money. It's like, bullshit. Yeah. I just, this book makes me very angry. Um, did <laughs> you want, sorry, I've disappeared. I'm still here. Hello. It's okay. Um, <laughs> I see you. <laughs> did you want Cooper and Mac to stay together, be together? I mean, the the initial disingenuine intentions to get back at Preston, the only reason he was dating her was shit and sucked. And just for that alone, I want to say no. But he does end up like getting to know her organically and he does fall in love with her organically. He held on. He could have come clean. He he tried to, he actively tried to get away with that lie. And yeah. for that alone as well, I would probably say no. Mac deserves better. I just think that they are polar opposites. And in most cases, opposites do not attract. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I just can't see it working out in the long term. I can see her getting bored. Like feeling settled again? Yeah, almost. yeah. Like, great sex is not enough. <laughs> As the actress from Harry Potter says, I can't remember her name, she plays someone. Anyway, what? she prefers a ruddish over sex. <laughs> if it was bad oh, sex, she'd oh, take yes, it. Oh, yes, yes, I know who you remember. It's an English actress. It's like Miriam somebody. Yes. Yeah. If it was bad oh. sex, she'd take a radish. But if it was good sex, <laughs> she'd take the sex. That is so random. <laughs> And at this in this book, I would take the radish over the book. <laughs> over, the, over the sex, you mean? <laughs> Both. <laughs> like it wasn't even that great of sex, anyway. Yeah, how did you think of the smut? There no. was a little bit of smut in this. No. I just <laughs> there was a little bit, and you know what? It's, it's sex. Sex is sex, but I don't. I'm not dissecting it. But I'm so sick of women. Uh, Reaching climax in three seconds. And if there's women out there who can do that, congratulations. You are the peak of the peak of women. Well done. But no. And then also, uh, if you're having sex and it's like a four-minute bout of sex, let's be honest. Like, I'm not coming twice. I'm probably coming once. And it's probably going to take those whole four minutes. Like, I'm not going to come and then immediately three pumps in. You're like, are you going to come again? No. No, I'm not, Cooper. <laughs> oh, damn. Not even Cooper can get that going for you. God damn, Kenzie. <laughs> yeah, it just goes to show how boring, extra boring Preston may be yeah. as well. Yeah. I don't think they even do anything sort of like kinky or saucy anyway. So like, no. maybe it's just the excitement of having the bad boy. He's not even that bad. And then they were just always horny throughout the entire book as well, I guess. Always. People might confuse that for chemistry, but they were just horny. Yeah. Love is blind. Love is blind. <laughs> and just back to your question real quick about Mac staying with Cooper. Like, all Cooper's friends didn't like her because of their whole plan and their bet. Yeah. And it's like... And then suddenly she fixes one roof. <laughs> yeah. And she helps Evan one time yeah. with a fight. Suddenly everyone's best bros. No. Yeah, look, Mac doesn't deserve her family or Cooper. She deserves to just have a life. Maybe her and Bonnie can, like, just run away. I don't know. <laughs> like, Bonnie's all right as a friend, like, because she's not rich and she's not, like, poor, but, like... Yeah. And then we also, like, never hear from her again. Yeah, for sure. I just don't... It's just weird. Like, why would she... I'm sorry, I'm stuck on the hotel. Like, why buy the hotel? <laughs> and then, like, you could go off and do your other things because this is just for college. Going to Ghana or Garnet or whatever it is. It's just for college. It's just for four years. Like, you're not going to settle your life here. Yeah. And it's also not even for her. It's for her parents. And, yeah, she dropped out anyway. Yeah. Yeah, in terms of dissecting all those plot points, it is a little bit messy. Not a lot of, like, conclusion. The only real conclusion was, I guess, the, the Shelley Hartley returning and stealing money. But, yeah, that was just a device in order for them to be mad at each other back and forth again. Yeah. I mean, this, but this book is also a little bit progressive because Levi's gay. That's fun, right? Yeah, well done. <laughs> we stand. Also, just when they were trying to name the dog, it was like back and forth. It's like, you can just pick a name. It's okay. <laughs> just whatever. Whatever makes you happy. Could have called it something related to the ocean or something. That would have been cute. Or like Rocky because it was stuck on rocks. Yeah. Look at Claire coming up with the ideas. Yeah, look at me go. I should write a book. Could be, it could be named like, like Ocean or something. I don't know. 
Salt Air. August, Salt Air. Seagull. <laughs> Seagull. Nemo. Crab. <laughs> hey, no, that's what Preston has. It's all right. Hey. Hey. Um, Sandy. That's good. <laughs> like SpongeBob squirrel, though. So <laughs> that's what I, what I think about Sandy. Shelly. Shelly. Oh, but that's hit their mum. Oh, oopsies. Yeah, awkward. <laughs> oh, also... Uh, just even when Shelley came back, there was you know Cooper and Evan had two different sort of feelings towards that towards her return because Evan was that hopeful oh she'll stay again, which yeah. was actually quite sad. It's yeah. like oh I, I really felt sorry for Evan. Oh, yeah, but like if him and Cooper are the same age, they've pretty much experienced you know the same loss of her going back and forth and whatnot. Like and the twins, why, is there no yeah, twin I'm, telepathy? Yeah, and I'm surprised he doesn't feel any sort of resentment towards her. He was, yeah. I suppose, being the younger brother, you want that hope of, like, oh, she could change. Yeah. And, of course, she does not. I mean, he's younger by, what, seven minutes, bro? Yes. <laughs> and then the whole, like... Because I thought she was going to do something to, to Mac, Mac, the way Cooper, yeah, the, the the way Cooper was like, oh, the bracelet. But, like, she then she, it was revealed she'd already seen the bracelet and the purse, and then yeah. she's loaded. So, like, what was the point? I'm sorry, L. Kennedy, but this book is just not it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sure you have other good books out there. I'm not that familiar. She does. This was just front and center. She I wanted does. to read They're it. On good reads, they like. So I'm just looking at like L. Kennedy website and looking at all her books. Like she has like the Legacy, the Play, the Dare. These all seem very like more saucier than Good Girl Complex, just by the covers alone. Yeah. Which is fine. And then oh, hang on, she had another one. And then. She, so she has Good Girl Complex and then Bad Girl Reputation. Well, Bad Girl Reputation is coming in October. I wonder what I wonder what that's about. Oh, it's part of a series. Avalon Bay series. So Good Girl Complex is book one. Bad Girl Reputation is book two. Oh, this is going to be about Genevieve. So it'll be about Genevieve and Evan. Ooh. That's another thing I kind of disliked-ish about this book is like they bring... They brought up, I almost said brain, and brain is not a word, brought up like the inner, Cooper's inner circle sort of drama between characters. And it's like, we don't know these people. I don't care about them. Yeah. You know what um, also happens in After? Um, one of the girls used to fuck Harden and then gets upset because he falls in love with the girl that they're meant to be playing a joke on. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Very fun. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. Yeah, but with this, like, yeah, I thought, because Evan was like, it was like, don't mention this Genevieve chick, and it's like, and then nothing comes of it. So hang on, I want to read this blurb. I think we're going to have to read this one just because we read Good Girl Complex, Kenzie. I'm sorry. Okay. Wait, this is, all right. All right. When former bad girl Genevieve West returns home before <laughs> her mother's funeral, oh, oh, oh. No, she's prepared to keep her distance from her ex-boyfriend, Evan Hartley. The history is rife with turbulence and passion, a heck of a lot of passion. Wait, I read that wrong. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the history is rife with turbulence and passion, a heck of, heck of a lot of passion, while she's trying desperately to forget. Anyway, I can't read. <laughs> but it's impossible not to run into Evan in the small coastal town where they once ran wild. And the moment she sees her gorgeous ex again, it's clear to Jen that Evan is still as unruly, sexy, and irresistible as ever. This time around, however, she's resolved to, to walk a new path. No more partying, no more foolish mistakes. Her plan is to temporarily remain in town to help her father run his business. Of course he runs a business. But the second he finds somebody else, she's out of there. Evan has other ideas. He knows they can be good together. But he just has to be convinced he just has to convince Genevieve of that, even if it means turning over a new leaf himself. But can a bad reputation ever truly be shed? Do second chances really work? Genevieve and Evan are about to find out. Well, Evan, just ask your brother if second chances exist. Come on. <laughs> Gorgeous eggs. Sexy and irresistible. <laughs> you know what would be a twist? If they did the switcheroo and then Cooper's talking to Genevieve. Drama. No, but is it yeah, going to be set after Good Girl Complex? So Cooper and Mac um... are going to be together. Maybe we'll get an update on the hotel. Maybe. Maybe the hotel's up and running. Yeah. I don't know. What kind of business would you think her father runs? The bar. Like, a bar. Probably. No, but... <laughs> the, no, oh, maybe. Maybe. Okay, hang on. I'm looking at some of the, like, early, like, reviews. Oh, my God. Publishers Weekly and stuff. Oh, yeah. 
Kennedy takes the bad girl, bad boy trope a step further here by exploring what happens when they finally grow up. Oh. And she ends up with just right the amount with just the right amount of heartfelt and sexy, a steamy tale of first loves and second chances. Full of lusty scenes, Kennedy's second Avalon Bay book is a great read for fans of the series or as a standalone. So it might be standalone. Maybe they might not maybe they might be said in passing. Oh. The duo's unbreakable connection comes through on every page with palpable chemistry and an even stronger emotional connection. This Will They Won't They offers a fun balance of life lessons and steamy sex scenes. There you go. Hey, baby. But is it going to be steamy, though? <sighs> Ooh. Hopefully. Ooh. There's an audio sample. I do not want to listen to that. But yeah, so obviously Avalon Bay is going to be like a series. So maybe... Yeah. Maybe three. <sighs> it might be three or four, depending. Who knows, maybe Heidi might find somebody. Yeah. But yeah, now that I think about it, I don't know if I'll read it. I'll read it for you. You can you can read it and then you tell me what happens on the potty. Yep. Um, <laughs> I suppose with that, anything else you want to say about this book? <sighs> it makes me mad on so many different levels. Yeah, just like the immaturity plot lines and so some of the dialogue seems yeah. a bit far-fetched yeah too cliche yes at some points unbelievable not that it's meant to be like believable but like i don't know there's just too many tropes thrown in maybe bad girl reputation might yeah i'm having some issues with my eyes <laughs> sorry no it's fine but do you reckon this eye looks smaller than this eye think so i just think uh i don't know it's a little bit yeah, yeah i yeah, don't know yeah. okay That's is that okay. all are you yeah. satisfied yeah thank you okay all right <laughs> sorry continue i digress <laughs> no it's okay for all the listeners out there who are very curious yes kenzie has one eye slightly bigger than the other apparently <laughs> maybe the it's just the way maybe it's just the way the eyelid sits because i know my eyelid like droops a bit yeah it's my, it's my allergies yeah yeah, you're not. You're in a rough place right now in terms of sickness. I need help. <laughs> <laughs> but when aren't you sick? Um, I had oh, a good big run. Yawn. I had a good run like a month ago, <laughs> where <laughs> I wasn't month. sick for a whole month. That was good. Well, yeah, you should get gold stars. I should. I should prolonged. start a calendar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, tick off the days. Yeah, gold stars when you're not sick. Yeah, be great. But yeah, all right. I don't know. I think I've said all I wanted to say about this book. Um, Same. I'm sure I'll be thinking about it for the next couple of days and I would be like, damn, I wish I said this on the potty, but it's okay. oh well. Overall, Cooper is not a bad boy. Juvenile plotline yeah. after 2.0. Is this better or worse than after, or is it like the same because it's the same book? It's the same. I wouldn't even say after 2.0. I would say like after 1.5. Like, <laughs> like cause it's the just same. Different area. It's like yeah. a different font. Yeah. <laughs> This is Outer Banks after. Yeah. <laughs> Alrighty, I suppose. I'll yeah, stop recording. We'll, we'll, just, we'll, just, we'll just call it there. We don't stop recording yet. We've got to do the outro, Kenzie. Okay. Oh, big yawn again. Oh, sorry. This is nothing on you. I had a nap earlier. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. I just thought it'd be funny if I said big yawn because, you know, you say big yawn to animals and like big and stretch. James. <laughs> yeah. Oh, big stretch. James. Yeah. <laughs> All right, everyone. As always, um, thanks for listening. We won't hold it against you if you don't read this one. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, I would not mind if this got zero listens. Like, I'll be happy with that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, listen to know why we hate it. Just don't read it. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Like, hate is a strong word. Sorry, why we like, dislike it. Hate is a strong word. We're not going to recommend it. It's, it's a no from us, unfortunately. Hard no. But yeah, thanks for listening. Um, catch us next week. Find us at Letterbox Book Club on all socials. Yes, for sure. And keep an ear out for next week. Thanks, everyone. Bye.